Hey everybody, my name is Erica and you're listening to the Let's Be Real podcast where we try to be very honest with ourselves and evaluate ourselves and ask questions and learn and grow from it. So join me today as we talk about our influence. So my oldest daughter is going to be turning 18 this year. Crazy. She's graduating high school. We're preparing all the college stuff. You guys, time flies. And I know when she was a baby and everybody's like, oh, these days are going to go by so fast. I was like, really? Are you sure? Because these are not fast enough. I don't believe you. I want this over. Like <laughs> The infant beginning was, was hard for me. I think it's hard for everybody, especially the littles. But as much as you want to be like, yeah, right, this is going terribly slow. I'm here on the other side-ish to tell you. And they go so fast. So get up and play the game and have the conversation and take the snuggles. And oh my gosh, because pretty soon you're going to be like, wait, what? How did we get here? All right. That's not what we're talking about today. But you know, just a little PSA for you. When I had my oldest daughter, my life started to change a little bit. She was a C-section. I had surgery and my body just wasn't really ever the same after that. Now, I understand why, but at the time, doctors, everyone's like, oh, you're just a mom, you're tired. By the time I had my third daughter, five and a half years later, I was really not feeling well. And I kept getting the, oh, it's in your head, or you're going to grow out of it, or oh, you've got three little kids. Like, all of these things that I'm sure many people can relate to. Long story short, it ends up that by the time my oldest was 10 in 2012, so 10 years ago, I was finally diagnosed with Lyme disease. Now, I'm not going to get into that because I actually think like everybody has Lyme disease because now all the symptoms I see in people is like, oh, Lyme, oh, Lyme, because with Lyme comes lots of other things and there's acute Lyme and chronic Lyme. Like we could talk about this forever and maybe I will in another one, but My point in even bringing up kind of this brief synopsis is that COVID and Lyme, COVID and tick-borne disease don't mix. And I know we're probably kind of all very done, sick of talking about COVID, but give me a minute because I'm going someplace with this. So December 2020 was my first exposure to COVID, like a close contact. I had no idea what it was going to do to me, to my body, because with Lyme or any, a lot of autoimmunes, really, your immune system can be super heightened, always working like crazy, and it can also actually be very suppressed at the same time. Very strange concept, but you get it if you've been there. So I'm exposed to COVID for the very first time. Now, do I get it? I don't think I got it. I had a low-grade fever. I wasn't really feeling well, but what it did was it set my body into freak out mode and all of the Lyme and the Babesia and all the other co-infections and all the other issues that I had worked really hard with treatment and other things back down into the background of the immune system where your immune system can keep it at bay because you can't ever get rid of it. So you just have to suppress it enough that your immune system can handle it. All of that work was ruined or maybe temporarily Forgotten? I don't know. With exposure to COVID, COVID seems to come in, wake everything up, stir the pot and be like, oh, we're here. We're awake. Let's go and let's wreak havoc. We're like 14 months out from that initial 
exposure, which did indeed start a whole big fancy flare (laughs) that caused treatment to begin almost 11 months ago. Feel like maybe I'm almost done. We're getting there. And I tell you this story because what I've noticed and what I've seen physically in the health of my body is that even with treatment and doing the right things that I needed to be doing for my body, for my health and for my immune system, each time I came in contact unknowingly, right? Like we don't always, maybe some of you willingly walk into like, oh, COVID cough on me. Like that wasn't what I was doing because I knew what it had done to me in one quick exposure. But every time I would come in contact again, like my kids have it or find out later that a family member or a friend had it, it's like, oh no, it would definitely set me back on this journey of treatment. So it became this thing where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be able to avoid it completely, but I need to maybe be a little bit more cautious because I know what it does to me. And then I can also be ramping up the things that I'm doing to keep myself protected or to keep myself healthy and strong. Now, I think it's working. I think we're almost done. I think we're on the other side. But I was kind of thinking about this last night as I was going, what in the world am I talking about tomorrow on the podcast? I just was thinking a lot about exposure and influence and what they have in common. For me, I really have noticed maybe a little bit more of a diligence and an awareness in my life in making my decisions because I know if I walk into this particular scenario, it may set me back. I'm doing the things I need to do. I'm trying to take care of myself the way that I am supposed to. However, I acknowledge that there are some things in this physical life that my physical body is not responding well to, at least not right now. If we can get back to a place of remission where my immune system is fully in charge and I can keep that immune system primed, then it's really not as much of a big deal. But right now, when I'm just oh so close to the finish line, I need to be a bit more aware, a bit more cautious, and a bit more proactive. And you know what's crazy is for some people, that might look offensive. (laughs) That might look like, um, you're paranoid. It's like, no, I'm really not. I'm not even necessarily like afraid of getting sick, but of losing the progress of where I'm at. So I just need to wait until I'm a little bit further before I intentionally throw all caution to the wind. Like right now I'm living with some windless caution. What in the world does this have to do with influence? Well, as I was thinking about it and as I started a new job and I'm meeting new people and kind of in this new place of influence, new topics have come up, new conversation, new words, like, whoa, okay, huh. I I forgot people talk like that. (laughs) And it's really just made me go, okay, there is a whole world of influence out there, both good and bad. And what we need to be reminded of is we have influence everywhere we go, in our conversations at the grocery store, at our work, in our homes, with our families, with our children, young and old. Everywhere we go, we have influence and we are influenced. Do you walk through life fully aware of it 
and paying attention, kind of like me with my physical body. Like, hmm, okay, is this a situation that I should maybe avoid right now because it's just not in my best interest? Or this is an area where I need to be a little bit more cautious and a bit more intentional. Do you think like that as you go through your daily life when it comes to relationships and your spiritual health? Well, I I don't. (laughs) I've become very keenly aware of it lately. I'm like, huh, I really need to pay attention a little bit more to one, not only the kind of influence I'm being out, but what is the influence that I am taking in and how does it affect me? In your personal life, what are those areas that are influential? I think we would probably initially think big things like, oh, these people in my life or this pastor or these sermons or this book that I read. We may not think about, oh, the music that I listen to in the car on the way from point A to B or the shows that I binge watch. I will be honest, sometimes maybe I'm a bit judgy. (laughs) This is a show about honesty. Um, Because I'm often surprised by the shows that people binge and watch or books that people read. I was like, huh, you watch that? Really? Now, that's being, yeah, totally judgmental because people might not think I should be watching Criminal Minds, but I like it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we all have our things that we like and we all have our own, like, personal levels of comfort of what should be your influence, but not really worrying so much about my influence. You get what I'm saying and you've been there. Don't lie. I know it. But it's so important that we walk through life very aware where our influence is coming from. There's... What's the show on Netflix that's all about social media and how it's ruining our world? And I don't know the title because I refuse to watch it. I'm like, I'm not ready. When I'm ready to be convicted and to put my phone down, then I'll watch it. Because uh, I know I'll buy in. And I'll be like, all right, time to change your ways. But what are the intentional scenarios, the intentional ways that we put ourselves in position to receive good influence? There is so much scripture talking about influence, good and bad. I bake bread. Are there bread bakers out there? I love the scripture talking about leaven and how leaven can ruin the whole lump. So 1 Corinthians 5 talks a bit about this. A little leaven ruins the whole lump. The leaven of malice and evil versus the unleaven of sincerity and truth. It's these opposites. It's this idea of yeast. Leaven, you put a little bit of yeast into some flour and water, and what happens? It changes the whole thing. It makes it rise. It brings in air. I mean, this is a bacteria. This is a bacteria eating and devouring and then putting off gas that impacts and changes the lump of flour. A little bit goes a long way. 1 Corinthians 15 says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. We know this. We know the all of the different phrases and idioms around it, right? We've got iron sharpens iron. One man sharpens another in Proverbs 27. Proverbs 13, 20, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Uh, who has a middle schooler <laughs> or, or a high schooler, right? We're very worried about the influences around our children as they grow because we've seen it, right? We have seen 
our kids or our friends influenced by the decisions, the language, the actions of their friends. And we have seen over and over people fall into the same temptation. And we're like, oh, they're running with the wrong group of friends. That's a big deal, right? The people we hang out with is a big deal. They influence us. And is it for the good or for the bad? And you know what's funny? Because I think that we can be all zoned in and paying attention to our children and really like, okay, this is not a good influence. We need to cut ties. Or have you noticed that you now say the words that so-and-so uses or you talk a lot like that person? Like we're very aware of the influence in their lives as we should be because it is really important. But it's almost as if, I don't know, subconsciously we as adults feel like at some point in time that changes and that we're not really too worried about our own influence but we see it so clearly when they're young. Well, yeah, they haven't learned this lesson yet. Okay, yes, agreed, they haven't. I don't know if we've always learned it. Maybe we have. Some of us probably in really hard ways. I also just think we're better at hiding it. I think we might keep things secret <laughs> or we just play it in our head. This is an area where we all need to just evaluate ourselves individually. Like, okay, well, how am I doing with influences in my life? Do I allow them in and keep them to myself? Am I super intentional about paying attention to the influences in my life? And then choosing when, what seasons, based on my own mental, spiritual strength, I can re-enter into those influences. Like me for my physical self, my physical health, I will be able, Lord willing, to walk around as if I have no issues. COVID is not going to bother me. It doesn't have a hold on me. But for some of us, we have things that have holds on us mentally and spiritually. And if we are not ready to handle those well, then we have more work to do. And we need to avoid them for a season and for a time until we're able to go back in with some sort of strength. Proverbs 22, 24 to 25, make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Have you ever noticed yourself taking on attributes and characteristics of somebody else in your life? Isn't it easy to get riled up into anger with other angry people? They start ranting and they're angry and you're like, yeah, I agree. Oh my gosh, I never thought about it that way. Like, isn't that when it's easy? To just get angry, and let me just say, the last couple of years have been just a lot of public anger, and it's really easy to get there, to be influenced by other people's anger, to join right in, and to stay there. What kind of influence are you to the world around you? Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and to good works. Let's not stop meeting together. Let's encourage one another. Is the influence that you carry everywhere you go one of encouraging one another, one of stirring others to love, to good works, to anything positive? I would say most of us probably are like, well, I don't think I have influence where I'm encouraging people to do anything bad or wrong, but I don't know if I'm really being overly intentional about encouraging people to go and do the good and the love and the good works. Proverbs 12, 26, one who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. 
this topic, this idea, this conversation is really just to be a reminder to all of us that we do have influence all the time and that we have to protect the influence as even as adults where we have grown so much to protect the influences coming in to be intentional about strengthening the core of what we are, who we, what we believe, what we know, what we hold to be true, so that when it's time to go and be a good influence and, or an influence in the world, that we are the righteous, that is a guide to our neighbor, that we are encouraging one another on to love, to good works, and to positive things. Maybe not so much to gossip, maybe not so much to anger and frustration. And trust me, I get it. Anger and frustration, it's part of life, and it can be a big part of life. And we do need to talk about it. Maybe we need to first pray about it, but let's make sure we're going to the right places, to the right people. We don't want to unintentionally bring other people down if maybe that's something they're struggling with also. We need to seek wise counsel. But maybe that starts with prayer and taking it to God, the wisest of all counsel, before we go talk about it with our friends. My prayer is that this week that we can all really just look at the influences coming in around us that we welcome in, that we push play on all day. It happens all day. The radio stations, the podcasts, all the things. How are we feeding ourselves, keeping ourselves healthy, and how are we influencing our families, our students, our children, our friends, and the strangers in our lives. How are we doing? How are you doing? I could do better. We always can, can't we? But such a worthy question and self-reflection for this week. What does my influence look like, both coming in and going out? <laughs>